0: If anybody knows anything about those pre-built stores, they shop, they're dropship stores, right? So I so started that whole thing, learning about it, invested money into it, invested money into learning how to make the store look good, and how dropshipping worked, and all of that stuff, and started running the store, and people started buying the stuff, and but the challenge that I ran into was the marketing of it.
1: This is Birth of a Brand. Tweet Talk Podcast exclusive episode. We're featuring the stories of the brands, entrepreneurs, businesses, and movers and shakers of our generation. That's right. These are the stories behind the renaissance of black wealth. And now, here's your host, the one and only, Raphael Husbands. Turn this up. Alright, so let's kick this off, man. My name is Raphael from of the of Tweet Talk, the Black Wealth Podcast and i'm here with my guy robert paulie the third aka the wealthy guy and we're doing tonight episode five of what i like to call birth of a brand where i speak with black business owners and they tell us about how they got started in business and it's just so like there's so many black people out there that want to start a business but think they need thousands thousands of dollars to get started they need to have a building they need all these things and is intimidated by it but you know i just want to bring people on to show tell them like listen man get started get fancy later like we always say. You the t-shirt to but anyway introduce right. yourself again brother tell them who you are what you do
0: right I, I like that um that that's that's actually a really good uh thing to say so i am robert paulie the third better known as the wealthy guy my people my people my people i am the owner of wealthy nyc it's a men's lifestyle brand i specialize in custom suiting uh, custom outerwear, custom shoes. I have my own skincare products. Um, I have a photography business. <laughs> I have a lot going. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot going on. But all that was birthed from you know me quitting my job and saying I'm going to do something that solidifies my legacy in in the world
1: cool 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 and just for the anybody coming in if you have questions li- later on when you have questions please hit that little button that little bubble with the question mark there to ask you questions you know it's easier for us to follow it and make sure we hit everybody um so you're talking about you have uh you have a man's wear brand you have custom suiting you have skincare, you have a photography business but you didn't start off like that you know and we're here to tell people not to be intimidated by that and you know you start small start where you are you know that's not where you're going to end up right so tell us before the wealthy brand what were you doing like what was this job what were you what, what were you doing before you started down this journey
0: right so before i decided to start the wealthy guy i actually worked in finance for Almost ten years, um, doing various jobs, everything from sales to sales strategy to project management to business management to sales CFO to uh, business process reengineering. Um, I had a re- I had a pretty good finance career going. I lived in Hong Kong for three years, um, and my career was going. It was going. It could have continued to go up but I just felt like I got to a point right so you know I had a job that I traveled for three years straight and after that I wanted something that was uh, planted in New York I was tired of mm-hmm. the traveling and um, I got a role in in New York and I didn't like it mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't like the team I didn't like the manager and I didn't like the environment. I didn't like a lot of things about it. And it just kind of started, oh, and not only that, right? Because uh, before I started the business and going into that last role before I quit, my mindset was still on finance and continuing to rise there. So I got uh, into, I actually started an MBA program at UNC Chapel Hill. And um, I was like, okay, I'm going to get my MBA. And it's funny because I have been so anti-MBA. I have a BA in history. Um, and I have been so anti-MBA because I'm like spending all of that money for, you know, for for, for what? Um, I already have so much business experience. Um, but I kind of fed into it and was like, you know what? This is just something I want under my belt. You know, I'm going to and i got into the program and yeah and i and i started um and in that last role every day that i was going in i just had this anxiety i you know i would get to the door and i just didn't feel good i didn't i didn't feel good energy i just didn't many mornings i woke up and i was just like i just really don't want to be there um mm. but during that time of all of that going on that's when I, you know, started to pursue the idea of the coat that I saw in my head. And it was a wool cashmere top coat with a fur collar. And I was just like, I can't find this coat. I probably looked for it about two years, right? So it was either something from a luxury retailer that was like $5,000 or something from a fast retailer that was like 250, but there was nothing in between. All right. And I went into this store and I asked if they had the code and, and the guy said, well, do you have a top coat already? And I'm like, yeah, of course I do. And he was like, OK, well, I'm going to give you some information where you can go and get the fur collar, like put on the coat. And I was like, uh, I don't want to make anything. I just want to I just want to have the money to buy it. Right. I didn't have an entrepreneurial mindset at that time right like i said i was doing well i was making a nice six figures i lived nice i had i've seen like i've been to over 25 countries like i w- I was okay you know like i was i was right. good and um i got home and i looked at the card and i was like you know what i'm actually gonna 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 look into this and and i did so i went down to the fur district took the coat that i had and I went into the place um, that he sent me to and there was a black guy at the in the front. And he was like, can I help you? And I was like, yeah, you know, I want to get a fur collar put on this coat. And he like, you know, kind of did like one of these to like come closer. Mm-hmm. So I like came closer to him. He's like, listen, man, they about to try to rip you off. You need to go around the corner to the Chinese people. They gonna do the same thing for my mm-hmm. So, so, so I was like, okay, good, good looking out. And I went, I ran around the corner. I went to the place that he suggested and got mm-hmm. put on and the coat was looking good. I said, okay, all right. Um, and then I took another coat. Then I started wearing the coats to work and, uh, you know, just out. And then people just started stopping me on the subway, um, and on the street and even people at work commenting on it because, you know, uh, working in in financial services it's very structured and it's very blue suit white blue blue tie black shoe you know so even me coming to work with a big silver collar was like uh what was he doing but for (laughs) for years you have let me tell y'all something other people will tell you what you're good at right a lot of times the things Mm. that we think we good at we're not really good at other people will tell you what you're good at. So many people said, "What are you doing here? Like, you should be in fashion. Like, look at the way you dress. Like, it, it, you don't be, you know, like your personality. You don't, you don't belong here. Why? What are you doing here?" And I would just say, "Well, I don't. I, I mean, I want to be here. Like, since I was a kid, I saw myself going to work with my suit and my briefcase to my corner office, and I, you know, like I somewhat achieved that." And I was like, you know, again, I didn't have the entrepreneurial mindset. So it was like, well, what job would I do in fashion? What company would
1: I oh, work? boy, You know,
0: like, what do you yeah. mean I don't belong here? I I
1: all be in somebody else's company. Yeah,
0: right. My mindset was, well, what would I do? What type of job would I do for another company? Never thinking I can do my own thing with what I know. Right. So. People, you know, started wearing the coat. People started stopping me, complimenting me. I started wearing it, you know, on social media. And then a friend of mine who actually lived in Atlanta, but he was from New York. He's like, I love that coat. Like, I, I, I want one. And he was I was like, okay. He's like, well, how much would you charge me to, like, do one for me? And I was like, uh, $500, you know? At the mm-hmm. later, when I realized $500 was too low, but... Right. Um, I was like, okay, and he was my first paying customer. And at that time, it wasn't fully custom. It was get, get a top coat, right? Take it to the mm. brick, get the fur collar put on, right? And then boom, here's your product. So the coat, as you know, off the rack coat is not necessarily gonna fit, fit you the best. Um, so then from him, um, I have a good friend, Nick who worked with me in finance. You know, he loved the coat. And I'm like, hey, man, take some pictures, you know, for me, you know, in, in, in the coat. We did that, posted the pictures. Then his people started saying, where'd that coat come from?
1: Uh-huh.
0: And he, you know, with some of his friends, I went to a party and I met like four people that ended up becoming customers. And I was like, wait a minute, this is a business. Not only is this something that I wanted. I realized other people want it too, you right. know, and, and, and they're willing to, to pay for it. So continuing on, going to the job, hating it, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then one morning I woke up, alarm clock went off and I was just like, oh, I don't want to go to this place. I don't want to go to this place. Hit the snooze. Alarm clock went off again. Hit the snooze again. Alarm clock went off for the third time. I just kind of like let out this sigh and I was just like, you know what? I'm not going back. I'm not going back to that place. And I opened up my laptop. I logged into the company, you know, like system and sent them an email was like, I'll send my Amex and I'll send my phone and I'll send my ID, but I ain't coming back. Like I'm done. And even after that, like HR called me and it's like, you've been doing so well. Why don't you just take some time off? Like, what, find you another role, all of that type of stuff. And I was just like, no, because no one's ever going to know that I'm here. Like me, me working here, the numbers that I see, right, these millions and millions and billions of dollars, I will never make that sit in here. Mm. You know? And no one will ever know that I was here. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to take the risk and I'm going to see what I can turn this into. And at that point, it wasn't what it is now, but it was.
1: Right. A- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny when, when you're ready to go, they all of a sudden they want to. But if you ask, you, you ask them for a day off, they give you a hard time. Right. When you're out the door, it's like, wait, wait, wait. Right. Right. How about you, you take a sabbatical? Uh, like. Right,
0: right. But I was just like, I'm going to take a risk. Because prior to that, I I would say to myself, there's nothing that I know of or have experienced yet that I'm willing to risk this six figures, this 401k, these benefits, the this, the that, and the other for until this, Right, right? <laughs> and when this came along, I was just like, I, I, I feel it in my in in in, in you know in, in my heart that this is this is what I need to do and this is what I need to like risk it all on. And mm-hmm. that, you know, that's what I did.
1: Wow. Yeah, so when you when you made that jump, that's crazy. When you made that jump, did you have like money saved up or anything like that? That's a good question. So
0: yes, I had I had money um saved up. Um, but I also to start the business, I took out a $15,000 loan, right? Because I had money saved up, but I needed money to, to, to live. Right. Like I needed to pay my rent. I still needed to pay all the other expenses that, that, that I had. Um, so I was like, okay, let me get some money to actually invest in starting, you know, the, the business. Um, and that money I took and made coats and, you know, like invested it in, um, you know, starting to build out the business. So I, my last day of work on, on the books was like March 31st, 2017, right? Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I, had already secured a, fa- a fashion show to show show the coats in in Atlanta, small boutique fashion week. Um I already had secured the opportunity to show the coats in New York during Fashion Week. I just started going full, like full steam ahead. Still not knowing really
1: <laughs> what, what, are you doing? what
0: I was you know what I was doing because don't get me wrong, I have tremendous uh business skills from working in finance, all of the different jobs that I did. Right? Um, but I never worked a fashion business, if that makes sense. Right? Mm. Like, yes, being being into clothes and dressing nice is one thing doing it as a business is totally different, right? right? Manufacturers, there's all sorts of things that you have to deal with uh, in, in, in doing fashion as a business. So Small, small boutique fashion week in uh, July of that year, right? And mm-hmm. then in September, uh, New York Fashion Week, showing the coats, and then from that opportunity, from New York Fashion Week, I got an opportunity to show the coats in Chicago at a show, and they paid for me to 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 come, you know, to come there. Uh, okay. So it was like I got something here. You know, like I there's there's something here, but think about the times that I said right, March thirty first, twenty seventeen is when I quit, right? Yeah. That's spring.
1: Are you thinking
0: about a winter coat in the spring?
1: No. Then <laughs> July, July, right. July. You went to um uh, Atlanta,
0: right? So April, May, June, July, August, September. Right then, people are starting to think about fall fall winter um so did the show in uh in in new york and then in october did the show in um chicago Chicago. Mm -hmm. then after that a friend so let me back up a little bit so a friend that i went to college with he he actually has a suit business as well right but he's a cpa right so he he works for accounted firms but then he has his suit business and he is the one that really put me on in terms of like manufacturers and things like that. So I didn't have a hard road to go because I had a resource that had already been doing it. Uh-huh. So with him, um, he's he's someone who one never looks at at me as competition. He's always been, and and that's why any opportunity that I get, I always speak of him because if it wasn't for him, I would not have been able to do the things that I did in the way that I did so fast mm. like The way I was going. His name is Ruel actually, and we got a pop-up shop on August 28th in Brooklyn. So, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so the reason why I bring him up is because he, in addition to being a CPA and having his soup business, you know, he was more into like dressing celebrities and stuff like that than I was. I really didn't care about that at the time. I was just trying to like kinda just build the brand. And he actually had a small role in this movie. And the director was looking there was a scene uh that called for a coat just like mine. And wow. they couldn't find the coat anywhere. And he connected me with the director and um from, I, you know, I met the director, I took the cult to the, to, you know, to the movie set, you know, it was on the main character of the movie, and I was just like, oh my God, like, wow. I, I couldn't believe, like, within one year of me quitting and starting a business, I was sitting in a theater in Times Square, looking up at the screen and seeing wardrobe provided by the wealthy guy, you know? Wow. Like, what movie was this? Uh, it's called Asian Mob. So if you, if you, if you go on YouTube, you'll see like the trailer and stuff for it, but I, I couldn't believe it. Um, so all of those things happen very fast. All those things happen very fast. And I'll just interject real quick in terms of how the photography part of it came about. Right. So I'm the type of person that likes to know how everything works. Right. So. I was like, okay, I need to photograph these coats. I need to create a lookbook. I need to do all these things. Let me try to do it myself. Um, so I went out and bought a camera, created the lookbook. Then people started saying, "Who created the lookbook?" And I was. But wait,
1: but wait, but wait! Be- before we get to that, you 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 um actually bought a class on Groupon, right? Yes,
0: yes. I was about to go into that. So. Oh,
1: okay. My bad. My bad. I thought you were gonna skip over that part. I
0: created the lookbook, right? But I still said. Mm, I, 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 I'm not great at, at, at using the camera, you know? like just yeah. So I found a $30 coupon for a three hour photography like class um here in New York. And I went and took that class. It was called Camera Basics. And even at the end of the class, they like sell you more classes. I paid for another class, but I was just like, I got this. All I gotta do is get my friends and family together, practice on them and boom i'm in the building you know so from there the how i started to get paid for it was i was in my apartment one day and i heard a knock at the door and for those of you that don't know i've run my business completely from my apartment right no store all of that stuff um people actually come here i fit them but most of the business now is virtual right so most of my clients are all around the world so I heard a knock at the door. I go to the door. It's a neighbor that I'd never seen before. He's like, hey, man, da-da-da. I know this is weird, but I need to use your laptop. In, in New York, you don't, you know? It's like weird weird people knocking on your door, asking crazy questions. It's like, nah. Um, we skeptical of everything, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? So you ever talk to each other on the street, but anyway.
0: Right, so I was just looking at him like, hmm i i can't help you and he's like oh man he's like i'm really in a bind. i just started a job and i need a headshot for work i got all this stuff to do and i was like oh i can help you with the headshot you know he's like you for i'm like yes <laughs> i'm like yes i am and he's like how much i'm like 50 bucks right and he's like okay let's do it so we went up to the roof of my building and I took his headshots and afterwards, you know, edited, they looked. They, when I look back at them, I'll be like, mm, mm, they look trash. But he loved them, right? Um, he loved them. He told me his mom loved them. He was going to use them for his Tinder, right? He was hyped. Ooh. He was hyped about them. He even took me to uh, the liquor store. He was like, you know, what do you like to drink? I was like, um, Jack Daniels. He bought me a bottle of Jack Daniels. So, I, so he was really happy.
1: You know what, though? It's funny. You know, I don't want to interrupt you, but it's, that's funny because you look back at it, no, but it's trash. But it's like I said earlier, you know, you got to get started, get fancy later. Right. And some I mean, sometimes we hold ourselves back because we know we, we're not at that top level. Right,
0: right. And what our so people always is done is better than perfect. If you strive for perfect, you will continue to make excuses as to why you can't do it. But if you just do it, put something out, and then tune it, that's when you're on the right path. You just have to start, you know? And that's why I was just like, yes, I'm a photographer. Yes, I am. I took my one little class. (laughs) I've been-
1: You gotta say yes. You gotta say yes to everything in the beginning.
0: Yes, yes, yes. You have to, you yourself have to believe that you are that thing, you know? So, so that worked out. And from there, um, I really grew the business and, The good thing about it is it supplemented my income as I was building Wealthy Guy, right? Because again, I was selling a seasonal product, right? A winter coat. So it's all these other months of the year that money needs to be coming in because bills still need to be paid. So from there, I started to use kind of like my business skills to say, how do I turn this into more money to finance my bigger business. And what I did was I had this idea for uh a live photo booth setup, right? Where I come with my camera, my light, a backdrop into a space, a party or whatever, and take pictures of people and it look professional and I charged $5 for one picture and $3 I'm ten dollars for three pictures, right? And um, I went to all of these places in Harlem, and everybody said, "No, I don't get it. I don't get it. What, like, it's not a real photo booth. I don't, I don't get it, right?" Everybody turned me down until one person was like, "Yeah, come, come, come and try it out at, at this bar." So here I am, lugging all of the photography equipment to this bar, set it up. It was a hit. It was a hit. Right. Because people could get a good quality headshot or a picture with their friends for five dollars. Mm. Right, and, and even though it didn't make a lot of money, what it did create for me was connections and network, because then people would be like, I love what you're doing here. My job is having so and so event. Right. And I'd love for you to come and do this. How much would it be for you to do it for? four hours at this space and in that first in I want to say December of 2017 my mm-hmm. photography job that paid ten thousand dollars for eight hours of work you know that's one of my proudest moments Even, <laughs> you know like I love my clothing business but I don't tell people that story you got to be what you you know if you Whatever it is that you're doing, you got to believe that you are doing it. And I wasn't the best photographer in the world. I wasn't the most well-known, but I built a nice following. Even to this day, I see so many pictures that I took on people's Instagram profiles. You know, people would come dressed up to the bar to pay their $5 to get their headshot for LinkedIn. And it would look like they paid $300. You know, but it built me a network of people who then, uh, you know, came for private shoots and hired me for their work events. And from there, I said, okay, with the private stuff, I was charging like200 dollars, 150, 200 dollars. And I'm like,, Mm-mm, this is too much work for $200 dollars, right? Because you have to someone you come to me and say that you want headshots, right? So mm-hmm. then we have a conversation then we book a you know a day and time then i probably talk to you about how to get ready whatever right then you actually come to the shoot right then i actually take your picture i'm part counselor i'm part you know make sure you look good make sure your clothes look good i'm all of these things then after that i have to go through the pictures to see take out the good ones right mm-hmm. and edit the good the good pictures That's a lot of hours of work for $200 or for $100. So I started thinking in my head, my time is worth $100 an hour, right? So then I changed the structure of my photo shoots. I started to offer a celebrity-like photo shoot experience where you get champagne, fresh fruits. You could have a makeup artist. We play music. It's a whole vibe. So I took that... just to sit in front of me and have me take your picture was $200. This didn't even include the pictures themselves. Each individual picture was $100. Mm. So I took my, I took my uh, average sale from $200 to $1,200 doing that by adding the champagne and the fresh fruit and a whole different, like, little, little vibe to it, adding, like, an experience to it. And I was like, this is, this is the move. So all of this I'm doing behind the scenes of building the main, the no, main and getting money to put into the main business.
1: You know, that's crazy. I like what I like about that is you know, they say sometimes you get the when you're on the hunt, there's like two different types of meals you're gonna get on the hunt. You're gonna get rabbits, which are small to keep you filled up, or there's the big elephants that's the big payday. Right. And while you're chasing that elephant, you gotta get some little, some little rabbits along the way. Yes, and you will gain those rabbits the photography, the photography work to keep you going and, right. and build business while you're hunting that elephant, that elephant down. Right. And you know, New Yorkers just like they like value that for that 50 bucks that guy got, even though it was. The greatest, he thought. He thought it was great. He thought it was great. He knew he wasn't. He knew he wasn't paying fifty bucks anywhere else.
0: Right. Right.
1: No, New York. He jumped on it.
0: Right. He jumped on it. So you know, one thing that I learned is that my time is worth money. Two, I am. What I'm selling is not for everybody, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Where some people go wrong is they try to sell to everybody. Everybody is not your customer. That's the thing that you have to, you have to determine who is the customer and go after that person. When you are just trying to sell, 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 you end up selling to nobody, you know, because there's no identity. There's no identification with what you're selling for the person. You know, all the people that buy from me that spend 1500 2000 3000 they identify with me. You understand, right? Like, and all of the people who buy suits from someone else identify with that person. And I'm going to put that, you know, because there's enough for everybody to go around. So you can't Mm -hmm. go into business trying to sell to everybody because everybody is not your customer. Right. Someone that is now if someone came to me and they were looking for a photo shoot for fifty dollars, that's not my customer. You know, that's not my customer. I will turn I will turn it down. So my one hour of my time is worth one hundred dollars. I'm not going below that in whatever it is that I do you know so i'm happy for and and yeah and even in my soup business i turn people down you know at, when i first started people were like oh why why don't you make things that are more more affordable like for for every people to buy i'm like one everyday people do buy what i'm selling two it's affordable luxury it's a custom-made product and actually the price is really good for the price you know what i'm selling it at you know it's it's education a lot of times in terms of why you know why things are priced the way that they are and yeah like i was just like because what i'm selling is worth it's, it's not it's not low end you you know it's not <laughs> it can't be cheaper <laughs> it cannot it yeah, cannot be cheaper and that's and that's okay my I, my things are, are are marketed towards a specific you know a specific customer so, doing all of that now, right, with the photography business, because I built it over four years, I don't have to advertise anything. Like, really? if I never post again on the Wealthy Images Instagram, I will get clients. People every day send me messages Hey, are you still doing photography? I want to get headshots, or I want to get this, or my birthday's coming up, or whatever it is. And when you build your brand in that way, and you're like well-known and even if you disappear or you're not really doing it anymore, people still gonna look for you, mm. you know? So now I do it if I wanna do it, you wow. know? Like a friend referred someone, someone who, who has gotten headshots from me at least five times, like referred a friend. They text me the other day, hey, this person sent me, I need some headshots. And I'm like, do I feel like doing this? I'm like, actually, I don't feel like doing it now. I'm gonna give them, tell them I'm available next month and see what they say. And guess what they say? They'll take it. (laughs) They'll take it, you know? So you wanna get to a point where you have some control over what you're doing, how you're doing it, how the money is coming in and you're not, you know, Doing things for money that you don't really want to do because then when there's no passion in it, it just, it just don't feel right. Right. Just like how I felt going to the job. Right. I hated it. I was anxious walking in that place because there was no passion in it anymore. It was not, it was not for me anymore. You know? So now the way that I look at things is like, do I want to do this? yes okay i'm gonna do it do i not want to do this i'm not i'm not gonna do it and 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 that's and that's kind of it so the photography business just it just make money behind the scenes and i do it right here right here (laughs) here if you go to the wealthy images page and you look at those pictures you will not know that they were done right here you know you. and i've been in magazines i've been in old i've been on bet my my photography work has been on bet twice you know like it my my stuff has been you know like it has been a, it's, it's it's like known and, and it's funny because the people that know the suits and stuff they don't know the, the the photography business and the people that know the photography business don't necessarily know the suits but now in some instances i'm able to marry the two Right. Someone comes to me and says, I'm buying a suit for my birthday and I want to do a photo shoot. Hey, I take pictures. Let me show you my pictures. Da, da, da. This is what I offer. Boom, boom, boom. Boom. Get a suit sale and a thousand dollar portrait uh, package sale.
1: Stop playing.
0: Stop playing. <laughs> you know, so. You know, I, I know that that's a lot. And people probably have questions because I see questions and I see a whole bunch going on.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't really see questions. I see uh, a bunch of comments, but I don't really see questions. If you guys have questions, just tap that um, bubble with the question mark and drop it in there. Yes, you
0: see, please, please. Uh,
1: let's take it back a little bit to the beginning. So you, you quit the job in March and you you, you um you take out a $15,000 loan. Yep. Now... Knowing what you know now, how would you change that? Would you still do the same thing? Would you? Would you? Well, how would you start over?
0: Oh, that's that's a really good question. How would I start over? So, I would probably, uh, if I had to start over, I wouldn't quit my job. Really? But quit it, I would quit the job later. Okay. Because when I started, the business didn't take up that much of my of of, of my time, right? It was a totally new even though there were a lot of things to do, there were only certain things that I could actually do, you know? So, and and not only that, I was doing the coats at the time. And literally I worked uh, in, above Madison Square Garden. The fur district is right, literally two streets down. So in the morning, on my lunch break, after work, I could go there and get the stuff made,
1: you right, know? right. I know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So I didn't necessarily need to I could have still been working my job my my job, right? Uh and putting the money that I made from the job into the business and you know, the way I had to deal with the business was right next door. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright. Wait, but wait, one second. By the way, uh official Siku in the chat is asking if you were in Atlanta. No, he's in New York, but he can still make uh right, right. he does have an online site and he, he you can still get a custom suits.
0: Right, right. Most of the business is virtual at this point. I go to Atlanta, I want to say uh two to three times a year, so I'm always I'm always down there. Some people actually want me in person to fit them right because i built the brand around around me right, right. In, this, in this personality right and the apartment right in my apartment i tell you recently i think i might have said when i when i came to uh when i spoke to the group i think i might have told you this but i had a guy come from arizona to new york specifically to meet me in person and have me fit him for his suit. And his wedding was in Belgium, you know? So, and I was like, you came to New York, like, just for, like, for me, that's the only reason why you're here? And he's like, yeah, and I'm like, wow, you know? But people, uh, it's, it's not uncommon. People call me up on the phone, like, no, I need you to do it. I'm coming from Chicago or I'm coming from la or whatever i want you to do it like in in person and to it's 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 very humbling it's that you know like it's very humbling because when you think about what i'm selling and when you think about the price point that i'm selling it at we've been trained to think it has to be bought out of a fancy store Mm. but in reality it doesn't matter what the store place look like because you're not wearing it there right? You're buying it to wear it somewhere else. It doesn't matter where it was purchased, right? So to know that people will spend these amounts of money with me and I'm running my business, you know, right out of my apartment in Harlem, it's very humbling. And to know that people travel from other states and places, Canada, people have come from Toronto and they are in New York, they're like, I have to see you. Like I have to come and get something from you. And I promise you, I would have never thought in a million years that I would be able to do this in this way from my apartment and use social media as a way. Because before this, I was not a social media person at all. Right? Like I worked in finance. They have crazy rules around social media. I was like, I just don't want to deal with it. I had 160 friends on Facebook. And I knew them all, you know. <laughs> so uh, to to be able to do this business and to be myself and to do what I know and what I love and people accept it and people pay me the money that I'm asking, the money that I'm asking, <laughs> right. you know, that I'm asking uh, for it is very very humbling. And I yeah, I would not thought in a million years. That I would be you know be doing doing this in 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 this way, but again right I'm a very practical person I'm a logical person I'm a reasonable person and I'm a process oriented person right so I'm always saying to myself why would I pay thousands of dollars in rent for a store for people to come in and waste my time touching stuff and asking a whole bunch of questions and walking out like it don't make sense you know mm. suits so is not something that people are knocking down your door to get you know so it's like right. why would I go and invest all that money in a space and fixing it up and paying people and all of that stuff for people to waste my time so in order to get up in here there's none of that free consultation business again if y'all was paying attention, how much did I say one hour of my time is worth?
1: $100.
0: $100. So guess how much it costs for you to come up in here? $100. $100. Oh, so you cannot come here for your appointment. The only way to book an appointment and see me face-to-face or see me on the Zoom is by paying that hundred dollars and that hundred dollars is a deposit towards your purchase and if you decide not to purchase anything guess who keeps the hundred dollars for my time right we you know as a business owner i get it right we cater to the customer and all of that stuff but there has to be a when people don't have skin in the game they will disrespect your time They will disrespect your time when they have have invested no money into it, you know? And I very quickly realized that when I first started, right? Because I was just trying to get business. So I was meeting people without without having them put money down. And guess what was happening? People weren't showing up. People were canceling. People were coming here, touching stuff, wanting to take pictures, Mm. wasting my time. And when I saw that, I was like, no, 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 no. That's it. The only way you're coming to see me or to see me on the Zoom is if there is a deposit paid towards your purchase. And it works. And anyone who doesn't like it, they was about to waste my time anyway. Because the people <laughs> who buy for me, they don't have a problem with it. You know? They don't if someone is serious about buying for me, they have no problem with putting down a hundred dollars towards their Whatever it is that they're gonna buy.
1: Right.
0: Oh, and I and, and and people that I know that do custom suits and still do free consultations, they tell me all the time about people wasting their time. And I'm like, I don't know why you still don't require people to pay something to to see you. Like people will waste your time when they don't have any money invested in it. That was a lot, right? Rob Millionaire said. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah shout out to um the a millionaire because i saw i saw you on his his live a couple of weeks ago i i didn't i didn't even know who he was but right shout out to him shout out to you brother um i see you out there man yeah. um so they have a lot of questions that in the chat that's what i was saying put in the in the box because right. it's going yeah. by so fast so um for asked for the website did i pin the right the right website there is that the right url uh
0: wealthy. com. yes it is
1: oh, okay okay that's it com. <laughs> So um, somebody was asking, like, what did you learn from the pandemic?
0: That is a great question. With the pandemic, right? Everything shut down, right? No one was going anywhere. No proms. And I had been strategizing for months. I had my whole prom strategy because I was like, I'm about to get this prom money. And all that was gone. It was gone. And I was just like what am i what am i gonna do (laughs) what am what am i gonna do i quickly realized that people still shop regardless of what's going on (laughs) but during that time what i did um and this is actually a really great story what i did was okay i'm sitting here Right. Nobody's buying suits. Everything's locked down. I'm locked down. I can't meet people in person. I can't take pictures of people in person. I can't do anything. All of my streams of income stopped, essentially. Right. So I was like, okay, what do I know how to do or what can I learn or what can I use this time to do to make money? And there are it's called Black Business in a Box. Right. And what they sell mm-hmm. they pre-built websites, pre-built Shopify stores for all different types of things, lashes, uh, golf accessories, pet accessories, home decor. And what I did was I bought five stores. So I bought a home decor store. I bought a pet accessories. I bought a... Uh, like, I was going to do, like, a loungewear store, right? Because everybody was home. They was wearing sweatpants and stuff, right? I bought... Oh, a-
1: wait. You you bought pre-built stores, like, pre-built businesses? Yes. Mm, okay. Go ahead, go ahead.
0: So, I bought uh pet accessories. I bought the loungewear. I bought the home decor. I bought... What else did I buy? I bought another one. But the most important one that I'm about to talk about is I bought a sex toy store, right? So, I was like... People's home, right? If you ain't in quarantine with your quarantine bay, how you gonna handle your business? You know? Like, so I was like, this is a perfect, perfect business to, you know, to 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 run. And I'm like, no one has to know that it's me, right? Like it's a it's an online business. And and that's the one that I started to, I was like, that's gonna be the most difficult one. That's how I want to spend my time. And that's the one that I started to build out. And it, and it you know if anybody knows anything about those pre-built stores they shop their drop ship stores right so so i started that whole thing learning about it invested money into it invested money into learning how to make the store look good and how drop shipping worked and all of that stuff and started running the store and people started buying the stuff and but the challenge that i ran into was the marketing of it right because Think about it. Think about Facebook. Think about Instagram. Do you see marketing of sex toys, really? No. No,
1: there's rules and regulations.
0: Right. It's very difficult to get around it. Twitter, yes, that was my place, right? Twitter is YY West. and everything goes on there, right? But in terms of what I know, which is Instagram and Facebook, it was very difficult to market it because my thought is use the same same techniques that i use for wealthy guy to build the sex toy brand but i can't do that right one business i'm fully dressed the other business is no clothes you know you know like it just don't i see you know like i struggle because i'm like i can't promote this (laughs) i can't promote this business in the way that i want to because that's just not it's not my, my my image it's not me but you know, sex is a big business. I learned about OnlyFans. I learned about, I learned about so much during that time. Ultimately, I ended up, uh, because things started, you know, picking back up and I was like, I need to get back focused into my clothing business. And I asked two people if they wanted to come in on the business with me and run the day-to-day of the business and we split the profits, but they, no one wanted to do it and I ultimately ended up like closing the store but it's a story that I'll have forever because you would never think that I would own a sex toy store and you you know like and I would have never thought that I would own a sex toy store but at the time during the Rona it made sense it made sense and it made money because people <laughs> that's crazy right right you would have never thought that that i that's what i was gonna say either right so this is something and that's one thing about me is i live my life and i have so many life experiences and that it was just one of them it's a story that i have for many many years that i owned the online sex toy store you know like and and built it out myself and and had to market it and all of those all all of those things myself which was which which was not easy but that things that i that helped to make me help help me make it through those early days of the rona until things started to pick back up and and i was able to like go back into the uh clothing business full-time
1: okay so real mama don asks how did you manifest your dream what was your process
0: so again right wh- whatever it is that you you're doing you got to have that because there's so many voices in our head that, that tell us it won't work and that, no, don't do it. Are you, or people, not even voices in our head, people that are like, what? Why would you do that? Right? Like when I first quit my job, my mom was like, what? You quit that good job to do what? Like you got customers like what's, what? Why would you do that? You know? It, but I was like, I this is something that i have to do and i and and i believe that it's going to work right and and that's what what most things that 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 you see me do it's because i believe that it's going to work you got to believe it before anyone else believes it right because when when you see me on 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 social media and i'm talking, i'm doing my reveals and i'm talking about this you see that i believe what i'm talking about and i do you know, and 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 from there, you're gonna believe it because you're like, this guy's serious. Like he's passionate behind what he's selling and what he's talking about, and he's not BSing us. You know, like he's being very real, and we see real emotion in him talking about what he is, what he's selling, and uh, uh, yeah. So you gotta believe before anybody else will believe in you. If you, not, if you don't believe in yourself and believe what, you, what you're selling or what you're doing, why would you expect anyone else to do it? It, it just don't make sense. So everything that I go into, it, even if it ultimately it doesn't work out, I go into it believing that it's going to work.
1: Yeah, 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 because then otherwise you were wasting your time. So yeah. earlier, a, a little while ago, I asked you, um, what would you do differently if you, re, you, back then, um, when you started the business, when you quit your job and you started the business. And I would say, for the, if you're black and you in that same boat and you're going to quit your job to start a business, don't tell your black, don't tell your black parents, man. <laughs> like, right. Cause they'll be like,
0: what? like what you are you nuts
1: (laughs) don't tell your mama don't tell your mama
0: no if you get into one of those big banks right or law firm or whatever it is as a black person they like you made it you know it's it's like you made it like why would you give up working at this good you know this good company making this good money to do something that's unknown you know but the only way to know if something is going to work is to do it
1: <laughs> right right <laughs>
0: that's the only way you're going to know if something is going to work and you know when i look at the business and where it started to where it is now and, you know i'm just like uh, because you know we always beat ourselves up and think that we should be further right then we are mm. and we think that we should have more and all of this stuff. But when I look at what I've accomplished over the last four years, most, you know, I wouldn't say by myself, right? Because I've had a lot of people help me along the way, but all of those small steps have led to, you know, to, to, to where I am. And, and I, I'm the first one to say that I have so much further to go. You know, this is just the baby. This is the infancy, infancy of the business. Four years is not a long time to business before it pops, right? People are in business five, ten years before it really pops. You got to nurture that baby and you got to work that baby. All, Even when it seems like it don't make sense to continue to work that baby, you got to keep working that thing to, in order for it to actually like pay off. You know, and it, and there hasn't been there hasn't been when I think back on it, there hasn't been a time in these four years where I was like, I'm giving up and I'm going back to because I could easily go back to a corporate, you know, I could easily go back to a bank with the experience that I've had, I could easily go back there and make my six figures again and travel and live nice and do this and that and the other, but no. Why? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know like I'm 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 not going to um give up that easily and I know that nothing worth having comes easy so yes I'm in year four would I like to be further sure but I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be at this time right and every every year I'm making these all of these little things that I'm doing are making strides towards that point where it's like everybody knows wealthy, you know, L, uh, wealthy NYC, right? And it's not a primarily just black, you know, where black people are supporting the business. It's like, uh, you know, all all groups are supporting, you know, the the business. Um. So so yeah. So I'm like excited for like what's what what's to come and to continue to like work hard because that's you know that's what's gonna like keep me keep me humble, right? Like I could be like getting a big head about stuff like people flying from other places to come here and meet me to buy stuff from me. No, 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 no. Yes, that's great. That's an accomplishment and we should celebrate all of our little accomplishments but that don't mean stop. That don't mean start filling myself. That don't mean get lazy with it. That mean keep going and keep going harder and keep elevating it and keep you know just just keep 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 building you know cuz it's, it's 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 you know ultimately at the end of the day it's it's my business you know
1: okay so i'd ask you um i'm going to ask you one just one last thing about starting if you had uh if you could change what you did when you started you say you um borrowed 15,000 yep. for the for the business would you do that again, or would you borrow more? No. Oh. If, if I had to
0: go back, I wouldn't have borrowed it in the first place. I would have kept working the job right? the business through the job, yeah. Until the point where I made more from the business than the job.
1: Okay, so Wait. let's go back to the beginning. You quit the job? Quit the job. Like, what was, like, the first thing you did? Like, what was the steps you took?
0: After- um,
1: I went back to sleep.
0: You know, I said I hit that snooze. I sent that. You know, like yeah, I went. I, I went back to sleep. Um, but the first thing that I did was I started to think about what it is that I'm actually doing. <laughs> you know, because I'm like, okay, can I build a whole business around selling coats? You and winter mm-hmm. that. You know, so then it be. It then it starts to be. What am I actually? doing? What is the business actually going to be? And at first, I thought it was like, image consulting, like, and then the custom piece of it. But then I quickly remembered and realized that most people, especially black people will not pay for you to tell them what to wear. Mm. You know, the only people that were paying me to tell them what to wear were white people. Mm-hmm. Black people, they'll, they'll, you know, do the consultation or whatever, but then once I tell them, right, because on top of me telling you what to wear, you actually got to go and buy it, you know, right, plus pay me for my time, black people, they don't know, they think they dress good already, they're like, why would oh. I pay, them? you know, why would I pay you to tell me how to, how to dress when, so to me, an image consulting business, now don't get me wrong, Right. There are people who make money as stylists and stuff like that. Right. For celebrities, or whoever, but the average person will not pay you to help them with how they dress.
1: Wow. Okay. So,
0: so quickly I eliminated that out of it. Mm. Right. Because I was like, this is, this is, I don't want to spit. I don't want to focus my time here because I'm talking to all these people. And most times, The result ends up oh yeah i'll get back to you yeah let me let me think about it you know how black people do when they ain't not finna buy nothing right and let me let me get back to you and all of this stuff and then and that's just kind of kind of kind of it and i was like "Mm, i don't have time for that put that to the side so even now when people be like oh you a stylist i'm like "Mm, no 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 i don't do that because i know that the average person is not willing to pay what it really costs for my my time and experience and expertise to help them to look better. So all of the focus is, you know, on so, you know, the focus was the coats. So then it was, all right, how am I going to, you know, start to get people to notice these coats and what do the coats look like? So my early days were, Designing what the different coats would look like and then having them like made.
1: Okay. You know,
0: talking to different people and telling them about the business. I think I text like everybody in my phone. It was like, hey, this is what I'm doing now. This is what I'm selling, tell a friend, right? Because you you don't say support me, ask them to share the information, tell someone, right? Don't ask them, say share the information. Hey, you know anybody that might be looking for something like this? Send them, send them my way. You get better results than specifically asking for the sale, if that makes sense.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Okay, but let me they ask you, so I like that you call them and ask them to pass on the information. You didn't even ask them to buy your stuff. Right. But, so, so you didn't run out and go create a website and buy a whole bunch of business cards and pay for a logo and all this kind of stuff, right?
0: Uh, the logo I did myself... Um I got a GoDaddy website that I hated. Um I did buy some business cards, but uh I didn't go overboard, if that makes sense. Where I went overboard was spending money for production things. Right? So the camera, lights, video equipment, editing stuff. That's where I invested the money because it, it, it's a visual thing, you know, like every, everything, uh, the, the website, all of that stuff derives from pictures and images and videos and all of that stuff. So that's where I invested um, the money. And I'm, I'm a Scorpio. So I'm the type of person that I'm going to do something 100 percent or 110 percent or not at all. So when I get my mind set on something, I go in, you know, so if I, when I think back and think about how much I spent on production stuff, I was just like, what the hell? Because most, most times, right, like right now, I got a ring light behind me and, you know, I got my, my iPhone and like a, and and the iPhone is on a tripod, very simple, you know and that's what I learned like sometimes simple is is best and simple gets the you know gets gets the job gets the job done so if it's one thing that I would change from that time when I first started was I invested so much in uh uh, things to produce what you know what I was gonna do and I really didn't have to and that's why I tell people now like if you got a phone You got a a good window light or you got a ring light. That's all you need. You know, that's all you need. Like even sometimes if, if I can't get a photographer to take my pictures, I take this tripod with this phone right outside. Really? Set up the timer, find my light. Boom, boom, boom. Get my pictures. You know, that's all you need to start you know? And most important thing, it don't matter if you got an iPhone, it don't matter if you got an Android, most important thing is clean the lens of the camera before you take the pictures. I see so many people's pictures that are so bad looking because they didn't take the time to just wipe the lens before they try to take the picture. You know, all you need is your phone, a clean Phone, no, no fingerprints, o- o- across the camera lens, and some good light, and you, boom, you in the building.
1: Right, right. So let's talk about how you transition to the other things. The suit. You started off with coats. I did not know coats.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And, but it, it's it's really cold in, in New York. It's really cold in the winter, but it's really hot in the summer.
0: Right, right, right. So like summer is is probably is the slowest time right because people are not thinking about wearing clothes they're thinking about coming out of clothes right mm. Wear these clothes as possible but fall winter is when the business really really jukes you know so from the coats i started i added the suits right again my friend ruel you know put me on you know with, with the manufacturers and um added the suits and then i added shirts and then I added the shoes last year and the skincare last year, because I'm like, I sell lifestyle, right? Like I sell lifestyle. My, my, my brand is men's lifestyle. It's about how you look in the clothes, but how you look physically, like do do you take care of yourself? Like, like are, are you the full package? Right. And skincare is, is, is a part of that. Um, and, with the skincare like my my skincare is like legit legit you know like the same stuff that you find in Ulta beauty and sephora the formulas and all of that stuff that's that's you know like i'm not whipping up a batch of face cream in my kitchen you know no offense that yeah. is right because that stuff is good too but all i'm saying is from a brand from my brand perspective my stuff is like legit but even that, I learned so much, you know, and I had to learn so much, right? Even though I've always been a person to take care of my skin, selling skincare is something very different than me just using products at home, right? Like, it's, it's a very different thing. So I had to learn all about that. And I had to go through the whole process of getting the products made and and yeah, I was proud of it. I was I was so proud of it because there was a lot of times during the process where I was like, I don't know if I should do this. I don't know, you know, like, and I'm like, nah, I'm already in it. I already put the money in it. I'm gonna keep, I'm, you know, I'm gonna keep going with it. And, but also too, skincare is a hard sell for men. You know, it is a hard sell for men. So even though the skincare has been out about, I released it last year on my birthday, November, November eighth, and what we we got a few more months to November, so it's almost a year in, and it's still still slow to pick up. People buy it, right? And I give it with gift uh, gift with purchase and things like that. And people, anyone who has like used it, they come back and they say, yeah, it was gr-. You know, the stuff is great. People, some people buy it over, some people buy it as gifts things like that. But again, it's a hard sell, but I'm not going to give up, you know, because just like everything else, it takes time for people to be like, you know what? I'm going to try that. I'm going to, you know, like I'm going I'm to give it, I'm going to give it a go. And I st- I stand, I stand beside it. You know, I use, I use it every day. I even, I had a wealthy, I have a wealthy fragrance, right? Someone approached me that makes bespoke fragrances is like, I want to make a wealthy fragrance. You put, what goes into the fragrance and i wor- i learned about fr- fragrances i've learned so much i've learned so much over the last four years things that i you know like had no clue um about and you know to me that's been the best part of this journey is all of the lessons learned and 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 all of those things all of the successes as well as all of the the failures you know, to like get,
1: you know, get get to this point. That's cool. So from the coats, from the top coats to the, to the, to the suits, it's kind of, um, it makes sense. It's easy to, get, to make that jump. And yep. then to, of course to the accessories makes a lot of sense for right. sure. The skincare you did just because you, 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 you just take care of your skin and you decided just to, to, to sell it?
0: No, because it's a part of lifestyle, right? Mm. Someone who dresses like me most likely takes care of their skin. Right. You don't you don't you don't look good here and not look good here, you know, (laughs) because at some point they may look at this, but they won't get here. You know Want Everything to you don't want people's. uh, What I always tell people about clothes is you never when someone looks from bottom all the way to the top, you don't want them to stop at any place. Right. Because if they stop, that's where they're going to critique if they can go from the bottom all the way to the top then you get the nod of, you look good, you oh, know? So think about Tom Ford, he sells skincare, he sells fragrance, you know? Men's lifestyle sell, if you went into Macy's, you're gonna see suits, you're gonna see shirts, you're gonna see ties, you're gonna see shoes. What else are you gonna see? Fragrance, what else are you gonna see? Skincare, skincare. you know? So it's all it's all men's lifestyle.
1: So, well, of course, the dress shoes make sense also, but tell us about how that came about. So
0: uh, for a long time, I was like, I don't know if that's a route that I want to take. Um, because even with I, I took time to go into the suits because I was like, how can I make the suits work with the person not being in front of me? right? Hearing horror stories from other suit makers where they deal with people that's not in the same place as them and then the stuff is not right and all of that stuff and people wanting their money back. So I was just like, I need to figure out how to make it work first before going into those things. And the shoe uh, manufacturer that I work with, they had been courting me probably for a year before I actually said, you know what, I'm going to give this a try. Right. So I, you know, tried it with myself first. Right. Got designed some different shoes and got them like made for myself and then started to like kind of like roll it out to clients. But again, right. That's another product where I have to continuously work it. Right. Because how when was the last time you bought a custom pair of shoes? You know, people don't necessarily think of buying custom shoes. They just want to go to the store and get it. Right. So it's more education. Right. It's 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 a specialty product. It's a certain person that's going to buy it. Right. So now people come to me. I can give you the whole look right now. Before it used to be, OK, you got the suit, the shirt, the bow tie. Now go to Nordstrom Rack to get the shoes. Now you don't have to do that right now. You can get the shoes here, too. You can get the entire Look, it just makes it just makes sense for me to be like a one-stop place for the entire um you know, for the entire entire look. So with the shoes, again, right? Like it's been one of those things that has been slow, but it uh it's starting to pick up. Right? Just like with everything else. The more people that know about it, some of those people are going to say yes right so what i what i've been doing is going back to clients to say hey i got this thing going on with the shoes take a look at the system see how it works go in it works like nike id go in design the shoes see how you like it no pressure no obligation to buy i just want to share this with you but that works when you like buy 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 buy, people don't buy you know they want to be the one to say i want to buy from you you can't be in people's face all the time talking about buy 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 right give them something right some information then let them play with it or check it out themselves and then come back and say you know what i'm going i'm going to you know i'm gonna i'm gonna buy and all, all of the people who i did that to like all of the past clients who i said hey here's the shoe system Check it out. This is something new. Shoes are handmade in Spain. You can customize them, blah, 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 blah. Check out the system. No obligation to buy. Just want to share it with you. A sale comes every time. Mm. You know? So with everything, you know, it's, it's, I treat it like it's a baby and just keep nurturing it. Everybody wants something. Everybody want to be big, fast. Everybody wanna be rich fast. Everybody wanna make a lot of money fast. It don't work that way in reality. You know? Even people, even you know, people who we think came out of the woodworks and just blew up. Like, wow, they they really blew up out of nowhere. No, those people been working for years. <laughs> you know, you just didn't know them. You know, they've been working hard for years. Stuff just don't happen, you know, just because you think that it should happen or you want it to happen. Everything needs to be like nurtured.
1: Yeah, man. Wow. So, how long ago did you launch the um the shoe system? The shoes, uh,
0: going on going on a year. So maybe like nine months ago. But yeah. everybody who actually has experienced the shoes love them. You know, like because you can you can make the 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 sole the color that you want to make it. You can make the lining of you can you can. It, there's different shoe styles. It's like it's someone who appreciates uh, one of a kind things and unique things. It that's for them, you know. And a lot of people appreciate those things. And but there's some people who like those things but aren't willing to pay for it. But anything that is special is usually costs more,
1: you know? Right.
0: <laughs> you know. Why it's special?
1: Man, that's cool. Now, the first time we talked, um, I reached out to you to come speak to, uh, to a mastermind group that I'm part of is uh, for entrepreneurs, Todd Capital Business Development Mastermind Group. And you came through, you was like, no problem. I'll do it. Dropped a lot of gems on us everybody loved it Um and anybody listening and watching like check this out link in the bio for the business development mastermind we do four calls a week we have at least one speaker every week experts like Robert here wealthy guy come in and drop in gems uh, and they drop everything when they come in there like come join us man and it's very affordable we even have a, a group VA that, that works for the entire group uh, we have a graphics guy that work, does work for the entire group uh, you can't beat you can't beat that and um if you go if you go there you can use the coupon tweet talk twenty five to get fifty percent off. But anyway, you came through. You you agreed right away, and you came through, and you gave you gave us your all. You gave us high energy. And what it, what about doing this kind of stuff? Like speaks to you, man. Like I know you enjoy it.
0: I do. I do because one I know that uh one of the things I always always tell people right because when I worked in finance, I spoke to a lot of like college students I did recruiting I did a lot of a lot of like I'm always doing community stuff I taught uh, a a high school class for four years on turning a hobby into a business during my lunch break um one thing that I've learned is that uh for a lot of people I was in their seat where I would like look at me like wow I want to be like that person right? And there were a lot of people who influenced my life growing up and had me think differently about what I could actually do. Um, and those people came from the same backgrounds as as me, right? And those people uh, faced the same challenges as me. And they were so willing to share their time and information. And I learned and I heard a lot of wealthy people say this, uh, "You you're not truly successful until you Give 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 something back, right? Like you can't just be taking 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 all the time. Gimme give gimme give gimme, give um all for me. And so it's important for me to share the experiences that that I've had over you know these years of 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 my life with people that look like me, people who don't look like me, um people who come from the same background as as I do. And and give people some some inspiration or some motivation to say, hey, we were in the same 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 boat. Like, you you, it's totally possible for you to whatever it is that you want to do, go and go and do it. Go, you know, like go 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 and do it. So for me, it when people ask me to do things, I mean, I did so many career days this past. <laughs> This past uh, school year, but you know, for me, it's just yeah, one of those things that uh, you know. In in college, I was a part of NABA, National Association of Black Accountants, and their motto is "Lifting as We Climb." And yeah, like you, we, you, we, people just always need someone to help lift them up. But lift as you climb, right? Not you're doing absolutely nothing, and you expect me to help you. You know, that's, I'm not going to help you. If you're not already putting in some type of effort and some type of work for yourself, I'm not going to, I'm not going to help you, you know, like, because those will be the people that waste your time. Oh, hey, man, I'm really interested in being a designer. Well, what have you done? I've done nothing. I'm just coming to you to ask you what your experience is like. Oh, okay. You know, and then you spend an hour talking to them and they're like, thank you so much, this was so great and never become a designer. <laughs> um, so so yeah, so for me, you know, it's that sharing my experience because I know there were so many people in my life growing up um, and even in my adult life that shared their experiences, that gave me that, that inspiration and that motivation to say, you know what, if they could do it, I
1: could I could do it too. Yeah, man, I'm gonna wrap this up soon, but I can't believe I almost, I, for, I forgot to ask you earlier about the beard, brother. <laughs> when, I first, when I first discovered you, you were doing, you you would dye your hair, your your beard blonde, and I was like, what is this? Like, right. who is this guy? And it caught my eye, and then I kind of like got sucked into the, the whole sh- sh- thing. Right. Tell us about your decision to do that.
0: It was marketing, it was marketing, right? Because it was like, okay, how my goal was the overall goal was get into 10,000 followers on Instagram. Right. Mm -hmm. At that point I was at 3000 and not for vanity, not because I want to be like, I got 10,000 followers. It was because when you get 10,000 followers on Instagram, you get features that people who don't have 10,000 followers get in terms of selling things. Right. So I was like, okay, all of these black guys, Wearing their suits, they got their beards. Everybody taking their pictures in the street. Everybody, you know, like this. How how can I stand out from the crowd, right? And you know, I I'm, I got a bald head, so I couldn't do anything really with this, right? So it was like, okay, let me um, let me uh, change the way that my my beard looks, um, and I was like, I'm gonna try it. And if it looked crazy, if it don't work, it's just a beard, right? I could cut it off, it, it'll, it'll, it'll grow back. But when I did it, 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 it just, it, it took, right? Whether people liked it or didn't, because for a really long time, I got really nasty messages and just people just really mean stuff for a long time. But then there was a lot of people that I, like loved it. And, and it was the mystery of it, because it was like, what's going on here? Is it great? Is it blonde? Is he old? Is he young? What is what is what is going on? He doesn't look old, but then he has this white beard. So it drew people in. It drew you in. Right. Right. <laughs> right? But then once you were drawn in, then you stayed because of what was being presented. Besides the you know, besides the beard. Right? So the beard kind of got people's attention initially. It got them to stop. But then if they gave me a few seconds of their time and they actually started to look at the content and stuff like that, it's like, OK, I I like this. So, you know, two years of bleaching my beard every 10 days, um, one, that that's a big, you know, that's a big strain on on. Uh, you know, your face. And I was coming out with the skincare. So I was like, I can't be promoting healthy skin and all of this stuff. And I'm putting these harmful chemicals on my face every 10 days, you know? So I was like, the beard, it's time for the beard to go, you know? Cause again, you gotta, you gotta be what you're saying you are, you know? (laughs) So that, you know, the beard left and people were like, Bring the beard back. Where's the beard? Who is this? What is going on? I don't recognize you anymore. Bring back, I miss the beard. It's like, listen, I'm not all about the beard. The beard, yes, it it, it, it caught your attention and it helped you to associate with me, but I was the same person before the beard and, and 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 after the beard. So I'ma still give y'all this good content. I'ma still get, give y'all this entertainment. I'ma still give y'all quality clothes and all of that stuff. It's just that the you know, the, the beard is, is is gone and rightfully so. Like I'm not going to be putting those you know, to it, it's a, it's a lot of work.
1: <laughs>
0: it's a lot of work.
1: All right, brother. Well, we appreciate you, man. Um, tell them all the places where they can follow you, man. Yes. Because you're probably going to put this on audio, too. I'll probably put this on the podcast for audio. So tell them everywhere they can follow you.
0: Cool, cool. So you can follow me here, of course, um, at The Wealthy Guy, but also on Facebook, at The Wealthy Guy, on YouTube, at The Wealthy Guy. If you want to learn how to bleach your own beard, that's the top video on YouTube from me. I, people love that. People still watch that video and comment on it. But anyway,
1: uh, and, it, and and it's wealthy and it's the wealthy guy. And the wealthy is W E L T H E. Yep. So
0: Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, uh, Twitter, um, and then also WealthyNYC.com is the website. But then there's also an Instagram as well as Facebook page for the wealthy NYC. And the reason. Why I have the Wealthy Guy page and the Wealthy NYC page is because the Wealthy Guy page is like a lot of different things, whereas the Wealthy NYC is strictly the business stuff. And I created that page just in case. Somebody was hating and hacked me and tried to delete my sixty-one thousand followers. But the Wealthy NYC page now has almost twelve thousand followers, and it was grown. Both pages were grown organically, um, you know, just oh, you know, over time. But that's where you can find me
1: all right cool 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 appreciate you, brother and for those who listen to this later you know you could follow us on instagram at tweet talk podcast and follow my, my my partner charles who's not on this one but you can follow him on instagram at at todd billion uh follow us on twitter at tweet Talk pod that's pod and follow my follow myself on on twitter at work money life follow charles at real todd billion you know this is rafael from tweet talk podcast with episode five of Burr Of a brand with my special guest Robert Pauli, aka The Wealthy Guy. Thank you guys. Good night. Thank you. Thank
0: you for having me.
1: Love you, brother. All right.